Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to 929, the weekly podcast that serves you some Monday morning inspiration and advice to help you win the week ahead. 929 is a podcast from Fiverr, the digital freelance marketplace, and I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. Today, I'm talking to Simeon Aldred, the founder of Broadwick Live and Vibration Groups. So we're an entertainment business. We sell tickets, we sell drinks, we create entertainment spaces, but we're specialists in found spaces and reusing industrial buildings. Simeon's passion for music and live events has led him to set up London's iconic event location, Printworks. He credits telling the truth and being kind with being the skills that have allowed him to lead the businesses to this point. It's the only way to live, really, I guess, in, in, in business. And that's truth as in sometimes telling the bad stuff and sometimes telling the good stuff. Kindness is just what we're trying to live. We don't always achieve it, but we're trying to live that. Will Simeon's message of truth and kindness inspire you this week? Let's get into it. Here's Simeon. How come you ended up in this kind of world because I know you graduated you were a freelance trumpet player yeah yeah when I say freelance trumpet player it's probably because I was really super average <laughs> right, okay. um, so I, I left music college in London um, I went to the London College of Music but I very quickly understood like year one of college that you know there was hundreds of trumpet players that were better than me we very quickly a few of the other average musicians yeah. <laughs> at music college we sort of got into an average musicians a gang yeah. and we set up a little music agency please tell me that's the name of your whatsapp group no no it's, sadly it's not and we and we set up a little music agency and, and ultimately what we were doing was hiring out the really good musicians yeah, yeah, our yeah. friends our contemporaries that were world class some of them and we became agents and we were booking that at weddings and bar mitzvahs, then got some really cool corporate events, and it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew until, you know, we hit 100 million turnover. What would you say surprised you the most in terms of this journey? <laughs> um, that we made it? That we, <laughs> that that we got, that got through yeah. that? Because actually, if you think about what happened was, obviously, you know, coming down to London from Nottingham, it surprised me that everyone was better than me on the trumpet. At the time, you live in that right. truth. You, you you believe your own narrative, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. That was a super challenge for me to, to realise I wasn't going to be a trumpet player. And then across that kind of business journey, you know, the first few years when we were turning over three, four, five million pounds, that was fine, right? Mm. When we started getting tens of millions of pounds with the turnover, that technically got really challenging. Also, a couple of things happened, right? Lehman Brothers went bust. Yeah. There was a terrorist bomb in London. There's been a f about five or six things. Including big events. Yeah. Big events that, you know... No one wants to party when there's just been a terrorist bomb in London, right? Yeah. So for months, all the banks stopped trading, you know, doing parties. Right. No one wanted to, you know. So we've had these sort of like six or seven kind of moments in our 20-odd years of trading, which were could have been catastrophic. Um, but I guess because it's the original team that, you know, average musicians gang, yeah. uh, we've all stuck together through that whole kind of journey and 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 and, you know, 
told each other the truth. And surviving COVID's probably been the biggest surprise. So how did you negotiate through that period of COVID? And it's, I mean, it's still going on, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I mean, thankfully, 15 years ago, or 10 years ago, I, I stepped down as chief exec of the Vibration Group. Um, and we appointed a proper chief exec internally, a guy called Simon, who's technically super strong. So I've got to be honest, Simon steered some of the technical issues, but probably the the, the, the principle that you know I talk about all the time of, of telling the truth and being kind has probably helped us because it was a deep negotiation with almost everyone we were talking, whether that was the hundreds of staff we had to let go mm. uh, or make redundant or furlough through to the 2030 relationships we have with landowners, landlords, councils. Mm. You know, how are we going to pay rates across those 25 venues? This is pre-Sunak rushing in with a load of great ideas. Mm. Um, I'm talking that first eight, nine, ten weeks of critical kind of stress. It was super challenging. So I guess... That 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 there have been the moments really. I'm interested that you mentioned this concept of telling the truth and and being kind to a lot of people. They might think they're not they're not natural kind of bedfellows. Talk to me a bit more about what that means to you. Yeah. How can you tell the truth and be kind of the same? So, time? Some sometimes they come together, and sometimes they're really yeah they're separate, totally separate principles. But also telling yourself a truth, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely one for believing in in vision. And that can be a form of truth, right? Your truth. I believed that Printworks would become a global icon. Mm. I, I had that vision. Right. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like a, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a visionary, yeah. but I, I, I wanted to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah, you That's manifested what I, it. I manifested it, but yeah. not in a kind of yogi hippie way. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I don't yeah. do any of that. But yeah. in a kind of you know, just really living that truth and really working through it. My business partners at the time actually looked at Printworks and were like, "Well, it's a really disused factory." Um, in Canada water, but it was living that truth and kind of really believing believing in that process yeah. that helped us get through. And then the, the other bit of truth is like when you've got to let people go or, you know, some, yeah. you've made a massive mistake, yeah. which happens every other day, you yeah. know, just coming out with it, radical truth. By the way, client, um, I can't deliver that thing to you because actually we've misquoted it or whatever yeah. and just getting it done with constantly fibbing in business or you know trying to divert the truth or you know being overly political in your speech yeah. it just doesn't work you know when you're doing a license application um, for example to get a venue mm. just tell the truth in yeah. the license application process don't try and hide it with clever cultural references and we're going to do loads of work for the community just tell them what you want to open we're opening a hotel or we're opening a restaurant this is the time we, you know what i mean live mm. in that kind of truth because um, it just solves things brings all the complication forward you can just address issues what do you think people listening to this episode and your success what what do you think you can learn from it what would you want them to learn from your journey and your story I mean, there's a couple of things to learn, I guess. Well, there's lots, but I mean, I've made a lot of sacrifices. You know, I work seven days a week. So, you know, maybe choose not to do this mm. is maybe one learning. I would definitely think <laughs> twice before spending, you know, I'm 44 next month spending. You look, you you look know, great. Uh, the listeners can't In fact, it. beautiful. Yeah, you are beautiful. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Whether you'd want to have this level of commitment to do what we do. But the other thing is just, just be committed to it. You know, like so many people come up with ideas. One of the things we do around the kindness thing back in that, like, you know, if someone sends a DM to me on Instagram or LinkedIn, I'll always answer. Um, but, you know, over half of those are rubbish ideas, obviously, or not fundamentally flawed. And then the other half are, are genuinely, you know, good ideas that someone might be saying, could you invest in this company or whatever? You meet them 
you talk to them and then you realize that they're what they've got missing is that absolute commitment to their truth. Where do you think that continued commitment has come from? Because a lot of people struggle with knockbacks and you're yeah. on, a, on a journey. It's difficult. You're doing seven till 10 and every single day. Yeah. How have you found you've been able to stay committed? Yeah. I mean, you, you, we're getting into the realms of um, therapy now, love. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we, that's fine. But uh, I guess from, from, from me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of seven kids from you know, a relatively rough area of Nottingham. And you know what? I think, and I went to special school because I can hardly read and write. I'm not going to get heavy with you now and yeah. start crying, but we could cry together. Yeah, but, we could. But, but let's not. Okay. I guess for, for me, it's been, uh, I'm running away from that. Right, okay. Uh, I'm not chasing money and success and fame and, and the things that sometimes drop on us. I'm running away from right. Okay. not being able to have, you know, not even be able to afford high techs, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Gola, you know, I had, yeah. I had blim soles and, and, and those things. And, and that's been a real driving force for me. You know, I have made money, right. I've, without being ugly about it, you know, I've made money over the years. Yeah. Um, but, but, but not cause I've been chasing the money. I'm just, I'm, I'm running away from not having it. Simeon, thank you so much for your time on 929. I really enjoy chatting to you. Thank you very much. I've loved it. Thank you. What will you take away from Simeon this week and put into practice? Was it his notion that telling the truth, no matter how difficult it is, is really important for business? Or was it that being kind is something that can be something small, doesn't have to be big gestures or a company statement, just doing those small things to make a big difference? I think the thing that resonated for me this week is being truthful about the thing that motivates you, being truthful to yourself about what drives you, what makes you do the thing that you do, because you'll be amazed as to the impact that has on your business and yourself. I'm definitely going to be taking that forward with me this week. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit follow and I'll be back with you next Monday morning. Until then, make sure you go and have a great week. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.